Testing, testing, one, two, three. 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 Hello everyone and welcome to our Tuesday night at 9pm Tuesday with the fam. We are here talking about the problems of young people and are you a part of the solution. We want to talk to the young people tonight so we can get an understanding of what's going on and maybe we can get some type of um situations going on here and why are these people part of the solution i want to open up just introducing the co-host and want to read a little bit and then we're going to go from there so go ahead classic man just introduce yourself you can tell them who you are and what do you do or whatever you want to say and then we'll go to kiasia All right, thank you, Kiasia. Unmute yourself, Kia. Hello. Yes, go ahead. Hi, my name is Kiasia, and I am currently a college student, and I also work from home. All right, thank you, thank you, thank you. So I want us to read. Um, Iana, are you there? Iana. I see you're connected, but I don't see you on here. Well, definitely we want to continue on because I want people to understand some things that young people go through. And young people to me, and this is only me, have a lot of problems dealing with stress, depression, family issues, and a lot more. Most of the problems that cause stress are in school and in college, and we do have college people on, on, on the platform today. Young people's lives can be complicated and affected by many issues, wouldn't you agree, which can impact on their well-being. The stress of school life, particularly at exam times, can be hard to manage and can lead some people to feel very anxious and overloaded. Some other things that we are aware that they need to get good grades. Who doesn't need a good grade? If they want to go to college and get a job, this can be very hard and other things going on for them like problems at home or maybe at school, such as bullying and alienation. One thing that we can make our young people 
that make our young people feel very stressed and maybe get depressed or feel ill, which means they might miss school or this actually makes things worse. Sometimes in order to keep in contact with a certain group of people, you might do things that are irresponsible like bunking lessons or going out instead of doing schoolwork. I know I've had that problem. This can be a problem in other ways, too. For example, if the young person's family does not have a lot of money, they might have to manage without a lot of things that their friends have. They may not have the latest gadget that the friend has, and they may be shunned by members of their peer group. The teenage years and the young adult years are more times, are times when people's bodies are developing. I remember that. I had the little skinny body. It was, it was all dis, dis, just not proportioned correctly. And they're developing, they might be embarrassed or unsure of what's going on for them. This might make them feel very alone with this, especially if they don't have anyone they trust. Sometimes parents might be good at talking about this, but I think that most young people are embarrassed about it and try to cope with things by themselves, which is stressful. Young people get teased about things like wearing glasses. Once again, that was I was one of them too. I wasn't overweight and being overweight and they can get depressed about this and not seeing a way out. Stress leads to physical problems like not getting enough sleep, having headaches, or feeling sick when they have to face things they find difficult. And all these things make going to school or doing homework very difficult. One thing I do understand that young people sometimes do under stress is grind their teeth. And this can, be, can cause damage to their teeth and very bad headaches. If stress gets really bad, then some teacher, teenagers might start to use pills and uh, recreational drugs to cope with or get hold of alcohol so they, they don't have to think about their problems. This can happen with peer pressure, too, and can be a problem that affects the young person's future as it can take a long time to break the habits. One thing that I know that is very common for parents to split up nowadays, or you have a mother or a father and someone is absent. And this right here can be very stressful for young people because they have to cope with things being different at home. And it might be uncomfortable or they may have to split their time between two different houses when they don't really want to. This can seem very unfair, but often teenagers won't be able to choose what happens. I think this is very hard for them. Studies suggest that children from divorced families are more likely to exhibit behavior issues than those from families where the parents don't split up, although this is not always the case. I think that um, sometimes it is better that living with parents who are unhappy or arguing a lot because that is very stressful for the young person as well. There might be other problems at home like someone else being ill. Some children have to look after their relatives they will be called a young carer. This is a big responsibility for your young person, and it takes away their freedom and part of their childhood and adds pressure on them, which I think would be very stressful. There are, um, and we have some people that, you know, there have been young carers. I was young carers of my brother and sister. Sadly, sometimes people know they will die, such as their grandparents or other relatives or even friends, and this would be very difficult to cope with on top of other stresses they may have. It is very serious and a sad fact that nearly a quarter of teenagers have suffered from some form of abuse, which is about 1 in 30 people. This could lead to trauma and an inability to work or concentrating, knowing that this is happening. Also, they might feel scared to speak up about it and never have this problem fixed. 
causing them to be shy and have an inability to trust people. They could also find a way to cope with it like excessive eating and getting an eating disorder, self-harming, or drug use. Also, young people have a very specific stereotype, which is like hoodie, jeans, and some other things. But with this, the youth can either stoop to social pressure and dress like everyone else, or they can be an outcast and be an individual. It is extremely rare that you find an individual person being accepted by young people. Some of these stereotypes are correct for some people, like stealing and looking for fights, but with some people, they could really be nice. But because society has belittled them, people think they should cross the street rather than walking through a crowd. Teenagers can have stress at school or at home with friends, family, or society in general. Life for young people can get rather complicated, but luckily they are they, we have people that can go out and support them. And although sometimes young people these days are too scared to seek help and end up with long-term problems that can help them later in life. What's your take on the things that I just talked about? Anybody want to start? Kiasia? I'll just call your name, uh, Kiasia. <laughs> Um, well, most, well, I can talk about what my background within college was like. So, uh, when I first started, I had made friends, but since I was very new to meeting people and getting, trying to get used to the life experience of, um, being a college student, my very first, the very first thing I remember doing was my mom helping me packing up. And I remember... I was uncomfortable with my roommate and her friends because they didn't seem like the people who was right in their mind, in a way. Um, I remember um, my very first time being there. We went out to a party, and we did what most people in our younger generation, drugs and alcohol. But it was a very bad experience for me because I was sexually assaulted within the party and I and what really had hurted me with um when it happened was that none of the girls believed me. And it sucks that mo- that you think that girls around your age or people who girls around your age or people who may have experienced what you have experienced would have your back in a way. Can you hear? Yes, we can hear you. Oh, okay. I I'm looking at my mic trying to figure out if I can hear myself. Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, awesome. Um I was uh depressed a lot because I was trying so hard to fit in. Uh I skipped classes a lot. I had skip heat in and I was just mostly in my room sleeping, to being depressed and feeling like I had done everything wrong in the world. And I didn't have any help because I didn't speak out about it. I thought that if I asked for help, it would have, I would have been judged because I was bullied within um, my middle school year, halfway through college as well, and I didn't. I I came from a good home, 
but I had a single mother who was doing her best to keep keep me satisfied and to keep food on a table and to make sure that we were both going to be all right. Well, we definitely thank you for speaking out today, and we want to applaud you and your speaking out, because basically what we're saying here, that part of the solution is speaking out and being able to adapt but not conform to um, peer pressure and other things too as well. I think what we have to understand in Kiaja's story, there is something that I just said in that because basically these things are happening, but how are we addressing them? And like I said, Kiaja, thank you for speaking out and also awareing people that these things are happening. This is real life. This is not an act or anything. This is real life. And these are some of the things that we don't talk about. Let's go, Iyana. How do you feel? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Thank you. Okay. Um, with Kiage, I just want to say that I know you may have felt alone, but you were never alone. There's always someone who will believe you. I saw one quote. That said, no matter if there's 100 people in the room and 99 of them don't believe you, there's always that one person that will definitely believe you. And I wish we were more closer because I know you're my cousin. And if you ever feel like you're going through anything, you can always talk to me. I'm always a listening ear. Always. But back to the topic at hand, I just have to get it off my chest. Um, With everything you said, I agree 100%. I feel like with our generation now, we look more towards society's acceptance rather than who we actually are and just being ourselves and being comfortable with who we are. And I had that because, and like Kiege said, she was scared to speak out. That comes a lot from if you're not well known or you're not the most popular person, no one really cares what you go through even if you could have this someone two people could have the same story and the most popular person's story would get heard more than the least popular person it could be the exact same story but no one will believe you but it'll come more because everybody is in agreement with their person because they're the most popular person and a lot of people do that and a lot of our generation we have problems with being accepted we feel like we have to do this to be accepted or we have to look like this to be accepted. And we don't just, we don't be just naturally who we are. And I feel like I'm different from my generation because, and it took me a while, but me actually growing into my adulthood, I'm okay with who I am. I'm okay with what I look like. I don't, I don't care for anyone's opinion anymore. Just like he had to say, going through college, it was hard. In school, I was bullied. No one, I never really had friends. Sports saved me. Those were the friends I had naturally because we all had something in common. But naturally, just trying to make friends, it's hard. If you don't look a certain way, if you don't dress a certain way, or if you don't have these things or if you don't have those things, no one really accepts you for who you are. And it's hard to find people genuinely that naturally just cares about you. And I feel like that's what our generation lacks. Just just naturalness and just being 
being who you are selflessly, just naturally being you. That is very true because most most people they want to get the latest brand, like the newest shoes, the newest clothes. Like you have to fit the part to be popular, or like you have to be one of the cool kids to do whatever you want in life in a way because that's how it was in my HBCU girls had the latest clothes the latest shoes um the latest this or the guys have anything that will make them look good rather than trying to be themselves and most of our generations everyone is everyone's mostly after money to survive but like Iana said no one is trying to be their true self everyone is just hiding behind a mask um being someone who they're not yeah thank you i know iana thank you for speaking out because i think what we have to understand in speaking out we're trying to tell the young people that are listening right now that like iana said out of that 100 and at 99 that don't believe you it's one person that will believe you sometimes you got to understand that some people don't want to believe you because it already happened to them and then they'll say i don't believe you because they don't want to be called out and then you find out that it happened to them later on and now you're confused why why didn't you speak out because i didn't want to be the uh, what they call it snitch or whatever and it's not about snitching. It's still about your personal wealth and health and your mental status, too, as well, after things happen to you. So thank you, Ian and Keisha, for speaking out. Come on or take God. What you got for us? Um, I, I agree with um, everything that's been said already. And um, to Keisha's point, she said that a lot of people are hiding behind masks. And I think that um, social media has been a big part of that. Um, you know, we are now in an age where it's very easy to um, bully people from behind the screen. And I think that that is contributing to the, the stressors and the, um, the issues that people are facing and, um, and I should say teens. Um, and that can range from, you know, high school, college, whatever. Um, but it is definitely um, a big factor when it comes down to um, students who are being depressed and, and whatnot, because now instead of um, back in the day when it was just, um, you know, in person where, you know, you're having conversations with people or people are not really connecting with you, um, they can just now go online, become somebody else and to do all of these things um and you know you don't really get a sense of who that person is because you never really know who's behind the screen if that makes sense um so it's just it's very interesting to see how um you know younger people of the generation have um been affected by how much social media has you know really taken um, the reins on how people view other people and, you know, the things that they say to other people, um, that, you know, tear people down and,
you know, there's a lot of um, suicide going on because they don't know how to say anything. They don't know how to speak out. Um, so I agree with you, Jeremy, that I'm glad that we are speaking out about it because I think that um, a lot of folks really need that. They need to be able to, you know, have that um, one confidence and two um, feel vulnerable enough where they can talk to someone and say, hey, like, I'm going through this. I need help. That is so true. And I'd like to thank you for speaking out, Ortega, because I want to go to this next topic is the top 10 social issues teens struggle with. And I say young people, too, with today. Technology has changed or amplified the struggles young people face. And this is by Amy Morin, who is an LCSW. And advances in technology means today's teens are facing issues that no previous generation has ever seen. While some issues are not exactly new, electronic media has changed or amplified some of the struggles young people face. The prevalence of digital communication has changed the way teens interact with their peers and romantic interests. Because of this, many um, young people lack essential interpersonal communication skills like knowing how to pick up on social cues. Much of this dysfunction can be linked to the overuse of technology. Do you agree? Um, young people's social media and texting habits, as well as how they consume media, is changing the way they communicate, date, learn, sleep, exercise, and more. In fact, the average teen young person spends over nine hours each day using their electronic devices. Speak out, Iana. <laughs> I'm sorry. It takes me so long. I, every time my phone is locked, I have to I always put my password back in. Anyway, that, I can't say that is true because I have the thing on my phone that actually like gives me a weekly summary on just about how much time a day I actually spend on my phone. I think a lot of what saves me is the fact that I'm at work majority of the day. So that really says a lot. But it's not as many hours as you said. But when I actually look at it, I really don't feel like it'd be that many hours. But collectively, all together throughout the day, and I think about it, I'll be like, yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. It's true. All right. We got our take. <laughs> Speak out, Ortega. Uh -oh. Can you hear me? Speak out, Keisha. Uh, okay, what you said was very true. Most of us, most of this generation, we are on our devices, not like how it used to be back then where no one didn't have any devices or internet or anything, but now we have, like now that we have the internet, I think actually the internet is actually the biggest issue within our day and age because most people will, they will say things to you or if you see something, it will hurt you so deeply that you wouldn't know. And like uh, Mosh said, there have been a lot of suicidal, mostly because I think it's mostly because of the internet I have been a little affected 
well, I have been affected by it in the past. And it's not a joke because people people can be really evil. They can have that real double sense into them when it comes to being on the internet. And it sucks that our generation is like this. I know that we can make a change, but some people just doesn't want to change because they they all about themselves rather than feeling empathy for others. Because like Iana said, there is probably 99% out of 100 people who will believe you. And usually sometimes out of that 99%, some of those people probably have went through the same thing you have or they probably have went through so much worse and they feel like instead of like if I'm hurt, you have to be hurt too. If I'm damaged, I'm make you. I'm make sure you're damaged much more than me. And that can definitely be true. And one thing is, we do have to understand that the social media and programs and TV is totally different from when I was growing up. And that's why I don't watch much TV at all now, because basically I can't stand the programs that they have on. But that's neither here nor there. Not telling y'all to stop watching it, but when you get full of all that stuff, it's just not—it's not good for your um your psyche, your mental psyche. So the one thing I want people to understand that there are. Social problems um, young people struggle with every day. One of them being depression, according to the National Institute of Mental Health. An estimated 3.2 million adolescents in the United States had at least one major depressive episode in 2017. That means about 13% of young people may experience depression before reaching adulthood. An analysis by the Pew Research Center reported that depression rates grew among adolescents especially in girls, over the previous decade when about 8% of teens reported being depressed in 2007. Some researchers blame technology for the rise in mental health problems. Spending too much time on electronic devices may be preventing young people from in-person activities with their peers, such as sports, which can help ward off depression. They also experience new conditions like fear of missing out, which further leads to feelings of loneliness and isolation. Depressive orders are treatable, but it's important to seek professional help. If your young person seems withdrawn, experience a change in their sleep patterns, or starts performing badly in school, schedule an appointment with your young person's physician, or contact a mental health professional. Do not delay getting help for your young person if you notice these symptoms. Another one is bullying, which we already talked about. According to the National Center for Education Statistics, about 20% of teens in the U.S. US experienced bullying in 2017. One explanation the research has cited for this is the rise of social media use by teens, which has made bullying much more public and more pervasive. And I think Ortega um, touched on that. Um, and Iana and Kiesha touched on that too. Because guess what? Now we have what they call cyberbullying. It has replaced bullying, bullying as the common type of harassment that teens experience. Talk to your talk to anybody about bullying regularly and cyberbullying. Discuss what they can do when they witness cyberbullying and talk about the options if they become a target to themselves. Being proactive is key to helping your young person deal with a bully or a cyberbully. One thing else is talking about sexual activity. Based on the 2017 Youth Risk Behavior Surveillance data, 
39.5% of high school students reported being sexually active. That This means that sexual activity had declined slightly over the past de decade. Fortunately, the teen birth rate has declined over the past decade as well. Birth to teens ages 15 to 19 accounted for 5% for all births in 2017. Now we're talking about drug use. 2017, about 6% of seniors in high school reported using marijuana daily. Marijuana uses, use exceeds cigarette use in teens now. In fact, many teens believe marijuana is less harmful now than in years past. This new perception may be due to the changing laws surrounding marijuana. Meanwhile, other illicit drug use has had steadily at the lowest levels according to the Monitoring the Future survey published by the National Institute on Drug Abuse. Teen use of illicit drugs in 2017 was the lowest since the study began in 1975. Always remember, make sure you have regular conversations with um, your young people about the dangers of drugs. And don't forget to mention the dangers of prescription drugs, too. Many young people do not recognize the dangers of taking a friend's prescription or popping a few pills that are not prescribed to them. Unfortunately, young people often underestimate how easy it is to develop an addiction. And they don't understand the risk associated with overdosing. Be sure you are talking about these risks on a consistent basis. The next is alcohol use, obesity, academic problems, peer pressure, but then I want to definitely go to social media. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter can be, can be great ways for teens to connect with one another. But social media can be problematic for several reasons. For instance, social media can expose your teen or your young person to cyberbullying, shaming, and so much more. And you know, they, they use some very profound words on social media sometimes. And while there are some benefits to social media, there are a lot of risks as well. Social media can have a negative impact on friendships and is changing the way teens date young people. It can even impact their mental health. But no matter what precautions you take, young people are still likely to be exposed to unsavory people, unhealthy images, and sexual content online. While there are measures being put into place to reduce the risk, young people still face online. It's important for your parent to get involved and talk to one as we're talking right now and speaking out on the things that we're speaking out on. Help your young person learn how to navigate social media in a healthy way. Talk about ways to stay safe online. And most importantly, know that your young person is what they're doing online. Educate yourself about the latest apps, websites, and social media pages that young persons or teens or children are using and take steps to keep your teen or child safe. You may even want to take steps to limit your teen's screen time. On-screen violence. We do have that. It's so prevalent out there that you witness some violent media at one time or another on social media. They have it on Facebook everywhere, you know, and they have people just lying there and, you know, when they get shot up and stuff. So I, I think that's another reason that it's so out there. And it's just not TV, music, and movies that um, depicts it, the violence. Many of today's violent video games portray gory scenes and disturbing acts of aggression. Over the past couple of decades, studies have linked watching violence to a lack of empathy and even aggressive behavior. And other studies have shown the number one factor in determining how kids relate to media is how their parents think and act. According to Common Sense Media, the more violence that, that, that parents watch, 
the more likely they are to think it's okay for their kids to view. Pay attention to what your young person's media use. Don't allow your young people to watch rated R movies or play um, M-rated video games. It's not healthy for them to consume that material in excess and unsupervised. Also, talk to your young people about the dangers of being exposed to violent images and monitor your um, young person's mental state. It's also important to talk about sexual situations and racial step stereotypes that your, your young person might see. Your young person needs to learn how to identify what is good and what is bad about social media and helps them become a healthier consumer when they can think objectively about what they are seeing online in the movie theater or in a video game. What do you have to say about that, Ortega? Social media. Um, so, yeah, with social media, um, it has, I mean, I guess for myself, I can only speak for myself, really, um, because I was at the, the beginning of the social media age, uh, where we were getting the MySpace and the Facebook, so I got a little bit of um, the best of both worlds, where, you know, the time where we didn't have phones that we had to worry about, and... Um, everything up till now. Um, so I guess um, I do agree that um, those images and those things that you see, those violent images in the movies and the games, they do um, play a part in um, shaping how um, a young child would think and feel is okay. So I, I do agree that parents really need to um, kind of watch them, supervise them, um, but also be realistic with that because I think shielding them from all of that isn't good either. Um, and I say that because I feel like being too overprotective um, may backfire at some point because even if they go to school, you know, they're still getting that from um, their peers or they may be seeing in other places that's not at home so um, it's like best to really just um, you know be mindful for parents to just know like okay yes you are um, making these decisions of telling them that you know this is wrong or this is right and this is what you should be looking at and this is what you should in other places and you know they have to um, speak to that as well and let them know that hey you know I I know you're seeing these things but this is this is what is going on in the world this is what I don't want you to um, get used to yes and I totally agree. I, I totally agree with you in, in that we have to understand that not only just not say that they gonna take it off or anything like that, but also talk to that person, talk to that young person to make sure that um, they, are they are actually in the process of looking at what they're doing or what they're doing. I'm not saying cut it off, but limit some of that activity because in these studies, it shows that the mental health has really, 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 really declined in many areas. So, Keisha, what'd you say?
que é Joiana. Sorry, my mic was acting up. But, um... Let me see. Usually, I would say that most of these things start at the younger age. I would go with 12 years old because I have experienced during middle school and high school pregnancy, drug use, and alcohol. Mostly pregnancy. And it's... I'm not saying... I'm not saying pregnancy is bad, but it's sad that our younger generation and this generation is getting pregnant so soon without having the, without experience their life. And to experience things that a child should or a teenage should or an adult should, I feel like most people feel like in order to be an adult in order to be this or that you would have to have sexual um experience with that person or what whatnot all right i, I totally agree i mean in, even in my era there was a lot of things going on where um teenagers were having um Babies, let's say that. So, Yana, on the social media talk, let's talk about it. What do you want to say? Yeah, social media. And James Sims, thank you. James Sims, thank you for joining. Social media definitely has, as our generation say it now, definitely has us in a chokehold because everything revolves and circulates through social media. It could, just like Things you would see on TV that happened two seconds ago. It's on social media in the next 10 seconds. Just that fast. Everything circulates so fast on social media. And it's like you're not up to date with it. Or if you don't agree with it, someone's upset because how you don't see it. Or people, basically, if you're not, if you're not with the swing of things on how social media plays it, then you're lame or you're boring or something to that nature. But I feel like if everyone, if it was just okay for everyone to be exactly who they would be, social media wouldn't be such a bad thing. Cyberbullying is, because cyberbullying can come from anywhere. People can make fake pages and say some of the meanest things about someone and you have so much anger inside of you because now, for one, Everybody knows something about you or everyone's laughing at what this person said about you. And now you don't even know who to anger, who to um, push your anger towards or who to even be upset about what was said. Because nine times out of ten, you don't know who it is or you never know where it started. You don't know where it comes from. It could be something that's not even true. But now everyone looks at you because of what someone else said in a different way. And now you it's hard for you to fend for yourself because now everybody looks at you from the perspective of how someone else sees you. Everyone judges your book from how they painted your picture, if that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> 
I thank you for that. And I think what we still have to understand that, and I want to definitely reference, and I don't want to bring it up any, probably not again, but one thing that really kind of burned my butter, if I want to say, for, um, um, yeah, hurt people, hurt people. That is so true. Um, is we took that um, Will Smith, and I'm going to bring him up, Will Smith, and when he did the um, slap to um, Chris Rock on the Oscars, um, my whole thing is I don't watch the Oscars. I don't watch TV, but I notice it over my timeline. So I immediately stopped my timeline with that foolishness because that's what I thought it was immediately. Because number one, I don't put my trust in no one but God. I don't put my trust in man. So definitely I can't say I looked up to Will. I can say that he was a human that did great in his whatever he did, you know, his movies and things like that. But then again, I think we hold so much value in people when we don't hold that same value for ourselves. So that's a biggest problem for me when you don't hold that same value that you hold for someone else. And then you have your kids looking up to that person and things like that. And now this person has done something and now you're emoting from what they did in which you had no responsibility in what he did. So I totally, uh, I totally agree what you just said. And it's sort of like we painted Will Smith's picture um, way before his book was written. So my thing is, I said off the back was, where, where were all the security guards? Where, 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 I mean, here, here are the ifs and ands and buts about it. I didn't emote with them because basically it was still his responsibility to do what he needed to do. Am I saying he should have slapped Chris? No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that he should have held his composure and had a conversation later. Like we're having a dialogue, speak out. And to see somebody of his statue and where he is in the, in the filming industry, and that has nothing to do with his personal, but I'm looking at just the filming piece of it. So I'm not praising him. I'm actually just honoring that he is a great actor. That's it. No looking up to him or anything, but understand that we're all human. Just like that happened to him. And one thing that I said on my social media page was, we all have laughed at someone else's expense from a comedian. And we actually paid for it by either looking at them on TV or going to their actually comedy show. And we sit there and giggle almost in tears until it hits home. So we need to really understand, are we the actual bullies too as well? All right, chime in on the Keisha. (laughs) I I agree with what she said. Um, We... I think we are actual bullies because um, celebrities, we hold so much over their head. Like, Rihanna and Cardi B, for example, we hold so much over their head. And it's like, we don't see them as humans. Um, We see that um, they, they have to accommodate to what we want them to do. And I... I, I can see that we, like, if something doesn't, if you say one wrong thing at, what was his name? It's that comedian name. 
um, when he was talking about trans, when he was saying a comedian joke about transgender, um, most people, a lot of people took it the wrong way, even though he did spoke some truth into um, people would easily get mad over whatever you say and people hold that over his head and they've spoken bad about him and he got a lot of hate for it and it it was it's terrible to see how people act um when it comes to these celebrities one if you say one wrong thing about someone everyone will um just go off on you and just say so much bad things about you because they hold so much over your head and that's the thing is it's the social light so if you're looking at it from a perspective of i see this person every day not physically but in the social thing social thing too as well people start emoting towards that so okay yana what do you want to say <laughs> totally in agreement with what you guys are saying and like basically to piggyback off of it like you guys said we see people do so much good we actually forget that they're humans and like you said we socialize everything so if we constantly see you doing so much sometimes we forget people have feelings and they like like we said they are actually human they have lives outside of what they do even though that's what their lives revolve around and even with the whole will and uh chris rock situation in a way, I under I don't I'm not gonna say I understand why he hit him, but what I'm trying to say is the hit part was very unnecessary. I feel like he could have even said the statement that he repeated after he went back to his seat. That could have been spoken yet alone by itself. Even though that's not right, especially with the setting that they were in. But I feel like he could have easily simply just have said something rather than actually getting up and physically assaulting him. Because now, even though Chris Rock is a big fan, I'm sure he has, you know, he's a great comedian. Everyone loves him. But we don't know what mind frame that put him in now that that's what's plastered all over social media of him being slapped by another man. And there was nothing he could really do about it. It's possibly something he can do about it, he could have done about it, but he handled it in a very adult, respective way. But nine times out of ten, if someone hits you in your face, how would you want to react? But in his in his situation with him being who he was and what he was doing, there was nothing he could have done about it. So all he could do was sit there and take the slap to the face on national television, being live streamed. They couldn't cut it out. There was nothing they could do about it. It was a live stream. So now I'm just watching everybody talk about and people getting tattoos and making videos of me being slapped. They could have put him at a real bad state of depression back to the depression situation that we were talking about. It's, it's, it's so many simple things. And the internet, you cannot beat the internet. The internet is so fast. Like they will take one, the smallest mustard seed grain thing and make it a mountain. And we never know how bad that hurts people because we're so we're so busy laughing at the at the humor that we find from it. And some of it's not even humorous. We make it humorous. And a lot of people laugh at other people's hurt because they're hurting. And if I'm laughing at this person, I'm not thinking about what's wrong with me or what I really have going on behind my door 
I'm I'm gonna put all the blame and all the focus on them because now nobody sees what I really go through. I totally get, and then I want to definitely get into the point of um, Jada Pinkett's um, proclaimed alopecia. And like I told a lot of people, that number one is what we don't understand is uh, we're, we're at comedian, um, com, uh, comedian session again. We don't know what woman is suffering through that because it's a lot of people that wear wigs now. And but yet and still, they say something about somebody's wig. Um, you don't know what they had to go through that day to get that wig on. And, and it might be the suffering from alopecia. So I think we really need to start stepping back and taking a look at what we are really doing in our own lives every day. Are we cyberbullying or bullying? Or are we our, are we our own worst enemy once again? So once I look at it, I said, you know, I didn't see anything that because I didn't watch it, I I saw it from um you know the previous um, retake or whatever it had it. But number one thing is it was live streaming, and let me be honest with you, Yana, because I've been to shows before. They can easily say go to camera C or camera D. How many other cameras it was when they saw him walked on that stage? They can easily say it because they got they mic'd up. They 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 um have a lot of things going on, so they actually recorded the whole effect of what happened. And that's why I am upset with the Oscars because you outlandishly portrayed this to be exactly what you did. And no, I won't watch them again. And that's just my personal opinion. James, what do you have to say? Don't be scared. <laughs> Come on in, James. All right, we'll go with Otega. Um, excuse me. Um, yeah, I agree with a lot that has been said. Um, the the slap in general shouldn't have been a slap, and definitely not on you know a live event like that. Um, definitely could have been um uh, taken off the camera before it happened because there was a you know ample time for him to walk all the way up to the stage to even do that. Um, but yes, I believe it shouldn't have. It should have been a conversation, um, because I don't know if uh, a lot of people knew that, but uh, he was laughing when he made the joke. Initially, he was laughing at the joke, and when he looked at Jada, and Jada wasn't laughing, he was like, "Oh, something snapped," and he just, you know, did what he did. But um, yeah, the the internet, um, like Iana said, cannot be beaten. Um, Things get taken out of proportion. So many people provide their opinions. Um, and then it turns into things that it shouldn't. Like, I think there was a slapping challenge that started taking place after this happened, which I think is ridiculous. But um, that's just the power that, you know, these celebrities have. But yes, they we do need to remember that they are humans at the end of the day. And they all have something that they are going through. Um, so it's a matter of how they choose to, um, use that power that they have. And also for people to stop idolizing these celebrities so much as well, and just look at them as regular people. But that's my take. Yes. Yeah, I, I love, love it. it. Being that they need to be humans. Everybody's human. Everybody put on their, their pants the same way. One leg at a time. So 
we did discuss a lot of problems of young people, but now I want to know how are you a part of the solution? Go Keasia. What is your solution to all these problems? Let's talk about it. Um, there's are there are plenty of ways that can be a solution to these problems in a way. Um, most of most of the time you could speak out or help others if they have an issue. Or I would say I would speak on positively on said neg- negative things. Um, because I see that most nowadays people in our generation, um, they look on a negative side of things rather than a positive focus on things. Um trying to think because that is a really good question I don't really think like if I like the question that you asked if I ever if I ask someone in my generation I don't think no one will have the answer to it because we I wouldn't really say we've never taught on something like this but we never see the other side of things Now, that's important. Seeing the other side of things, taking the time out to stop and just assess what you just saw, taking the time out to have those conversations. And I think, um, um, Keasia, me and you and Noah had that conversation about the um, topic that we was just discussing. And you guys brought some good details. But then again, taking the opportunity to not emote about it. We actually start getting feelings instantly when we see something. Then we emote. Then we sit in it for a while and we come up with our own conclusion. I, for me, I look at it, I assess it, and then I start thinking like, what are some of the other things that he could have done? What are some of the other things that could have been a positive turn in that? So start looking at solutions as being positive. Instead of drinking alcohol, drink more water. Instead of being on social media, Get a book. Those are solutions. Go ahead, um, Ortega, what you got to say? Um, I think my solution um, would just be to, uh, it kind of ties into what Kay just said, but <clears throat> just being a light to other people, um, you know, helping them feel um, safe enough to be able to speak out and express what they're going through. Um, so that they can receive help for it. Um, I think that's that's a really big thing. Um, so just, you know, make people feel vulnerable enough to express how they really feel and to let them, you know, get rid of all that all, all of that negative energy and spread more positivity and light into them. I totally agree. Positive, 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 positive. That is being part of the solution. Putting more positive into the atmosphere. Putting more positive into the atmosphere. Because we are so quick to say something negative about somebody. But what about the positive about them? You know, the more you empower people. And he said, uh, because your tongue is a double-edged sword. So the thing is, the more negative things you talk about people, is the more negative coming to your life. So you can be talking about somebody like genuinely, and saying some negative things. And guess what? Your life becomes more negative than what you've already spoken with them. So remember what you're doing. It's threefold on your side. 
if you're speaking about somebody negative. So I will always want to speak positive because guess what? If it's threefold, that means more positive things will come my way. Speak more on it, Iana. I want to hear from you. Yeah, like they, like Keisha and Ortega said, I try to focus more on, so if I hear something or like if I'm hearing a, a story, I try to look at both sides before, not saying before I make my judgment, but before I give my my feedback on it or before I even try to think of how the situation could have went. I try to get details from both sides. Like even if I have two friends arguing, okay, well, why did you say this? Or what made you feel this way? And then, like they said, I try to get people, try to make people feel like they say more vulnerable to being open about how they feel because a lot a lot of our teenagers I mean not a lot of our teenagers well a lot of our young people we were raised by young people and a lot of us a lot of our children are being raised by young people and the cycle the cycle is a most most definitely it's repeating I know you said earlier that you know teenage pregnancy and everything is dropped but it has dropped but it's still it's still there. We can't act like it just completely went away. And with with that, like I, we we don't understand. It's like a, a a chain. You don't under. You were never taught how to express your feelings, so you can't teach your children how to express your feelings. And I see that a lot, and especially within black communities, with all the mental illness that we know we have but a lot of people don't know we have like the the things that you know of but it's really not talked about I try to with with my friends I try to be more engaging with them try to teach them and I'm not gonna say self-love because I'm still learning that myself releases teach them you know just how to express yourself or try to talk to them more in a way Cause a lot of a lot of young people, I ain't gotta talk about nothing. I don't need nobody. Yes, you do. Everybody needs somebody. I hate, I I'm not gonna say I hate when people say that, but I don't like when people say that because you you may feel like you can do it on your own, but the more you do it on your own, the more it wings you away from people. And now you're gonna grow up lonely and miserable because you never had anyone to tell you or to make you feel loved or make you feel that vulnerable to where you feel like you have somebody. And a lot of us just actually need somebody. A lot of a lot of young people really just need genuine love rather than the love of materialistic, the loves of saying the the likes on Instagram type love or the social media love. A lot of us need genuine love. And behind a lot of young people social media, it's the bad person behind. Not a bad person is doing wrongful things, but a bad person as a sad person, a depressed person, a person who has a lot of skeletons in their closet or, you know, just a lot of things that they don't show because like he just said, they're wearing a mask. They're covering it. They're keep they're keeping COVID out and, and trying not to bring COVID in. We're masking up. And yeah. So I just try to put a lot of love into my friends and show them it's okay to express yourself. It's okay to say how you feel. And I try to wing that out of a lot of people not for me being nosy or me want to know what everybody goes through. I do it for them because once they realize it's okay to talk about it, that way they, it takes so much stress off your shoulders. 
That is great. That is great. And one thing I want to say to you is thank you, um, everybody, for joining in. Um, but Iana and Otega and Kies, you guys have really, really, really rocked this show. The problems of young people. Are you part of the solution? And in the solution, we want to talk about definitely putting more positive things into the atmosphere. Because if we don't, if we don't, if we don't continue to um, um, send positive um, energies into the atmosphere and talk to those people about those positive things. We're going to put more negative stuff into the atmosphere and we don't need any more negative things because guess who's already putting it out there? Social media. <laughs> Social media is putting a lot of negative things out into the atmosphere. So the one thing I want to do is definitely talk about what's going on on tomorrow. Tomorrow on Wednesday we will be going um, to Facebook Live. We'll be talking to Robert Richardson, which is a certified personal trainer, and go to Facebook live you can go to judah bernard 35 and you can join the live at 5 p.m central standard time and 6 p.m eastern standard time i want to make sure that we get um everybody back on hopefully next tuesday because we're going to talk about my feelings are valid and guess what this is about are your feelings really valid and that's that's what we're going to have that conversation about on next week on next tuesday 9 p.m east um 9 p.m eastern standard time 6 p.m mountain standard time and also 8 p.m central standard time so i'm hoping i can have my platform guests on here um again too as well so james sims i know you have something to say so we're waiting on you right now go Ahead. I certainly appreciate it because I was somehow another got my mic messed turned off or something. I don't know what happened, but I'm so elated with the young people in our conversation. And all I can think of the fact of maturity, even in social media, everything is about maturing, learning, living, and doing those things that are righteous or right. And I, it, 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 it just really makes my heart feel good to hear you all talk. And then uh, very seldom we get a chance to hear young people or they get a chance to talk because everybody else is talking. I really appreciate that. And I, uh, I wanted to say something then. I, I kind of lost my train of thought because I was trying to get my mic on. So I, I, I appreciate you all. And I'm hoping that you all will come on again, be a part of it. And it's a great opportunity to voice your opinion as well as show your maturity and, it, and a lot of young people need that and i heard them say about realness and real love and everybody don't know how to express or accept real love because they, they don't they're not used to it. so everybody don't have that so it, it just is one of the conversations we're having in the churches now because you got so many different type of loves that's out there and they don't know what is real and what is not real so I really appreciate you again, and I'm not going to take up any more of your time. Thank you for letting me have the opportunity. God bless you. Yes, definitely. We want everybody to know just that the problems of young people, and we do know there are problems, and we, we have to agree there are problems. But being a part of the solution is the number one solution to problems. If you can go ahead and just place whatever that solution is, and that doesn't mean everybody have the right solution, but make it a solution that's positive and making sure that that solution makes sure that it connects to what your positivity is, your values and your mission too as well. So I'm going to ask once again, I know we're going to talk on next week, 
My feelings are valid. Do we have a yes from Iana, Ortega, and Kiasia? And maybe we can get some of our studio audience people to come in too as well for those who are listening out on the listening land and their telephones and things like that too as well. So is that a yes, Iana? Iana? What what'd you say now? I said, is that a yes coming on next week for my feelings are valid? Oh, yes, because my feelings are very valid. They are very valid. <laughs> Ortega? Yes, yes. Kiasia? That's 100% yes for me. Okay, we have our platform for next next week is every it's going to be every Tuesday because I want to make sure that we have apple time for our young people because those are our future people of tomorrow because the thing is what we don't understand is we don't take care of them and let them speak out guess what their voices will never be heard so in the rise creating a voice is creating that voice so our young people can actually start doing the things that we've already paved the road for but come and do it much better much clearer and to the point of where they're addressing it in the social issues that are today I can't give you social issues always up today because I was born a long, long, long time ago. But understand that they have more information, um, quicker to probably retrieve it and things like that. So we got to applaud those young people in doing those things because these are the times that they are living and they have to be um, rising up adults and rising up career-focused people and rising up to new things in life too as well. So I applaud each and every one of the young persons that came on board tonight. I see you, Noah, sitting in there. I didn't know if you had anything to say, but thank you guys for joining. And now we're going to go into our relaxation meditation, which we do every night after the talk. So if you want to just go ahead and get ready, make sure you find a comfortable and quiet space to do this exercise and maybe taking off your shoes if you feel comfortable. Okay. So we're going to go right into our relaxation mode. Find a comfortable and quiet space to do this exercise. Maybe taking off your shoes if you feel comfortable. Stand up and start by just filling your feet on the ground. Connect it to the earth beneath you. Draw your attention to the springiness and stiff sensations in your legs. You may want to imagine as if you were a tree rooted with your feet 
in the earth and legs strongly connected. Start shifting your weight from one side to the other, swaying gently like a tree in the breeze. Shift your weight from front to back. As you shift your weight, bring awareness to your center of gravity located in the upper pelvic area and below the navel. Bring your hands on top of your lower belly and feel your center. Continue to sway from side to side and front and back while keeping the hands on top of your lower belly. Still imagine as if you were a tree rooted with your feet in the earth and your legs strongly connected. Now you can stop swaying from side to side and front and back now have a seat and find a comfortable position. Take your right hand and place it right below your shoulder. And you're putting your right hand on your left shoulder, right below your left shoulder. And take your left hand and put it right below your right shoulder. Now squeeze yourself 
and know that you are loved. Come back to life. How did you like that? Let's talk to our co-host. But the aim of this technique is to regulate your body responses and avert overriding the nervous system by purposely concentrating in self-soothing behaviors that the client or the person might already engage in. It can induce confidence in the midst of anxiety. This technique we just did can help you learn how to soothe yourself and calm the nervous system down by drawing upon their own resources. People commonly experience the loss of ground and being thrown off balance. This technique allows for feelings of safety and inner strength to emerge. Always remember, be gentle with yourself. If you find yourself experiencing distress or feeling uncomfortable by doing this exercise, you can always stop and for a few moments and let everything settle. Let's talk about it. Iana, how did it feel? Kiasia, classic man. Let's let's go. Let's talk uh, about it. Felt wonderful. It was really fun. It was really relaxing. Kiasia? It was real it was relaxing. It felt I felt at peace. I feel like most people in our day and age should try this to like, you know, be one with themselves. Yes, definitely. And that's one thing is I do a lot of mindfulness meditation and things like that. And I wanna definitely invite you guys every Tuesday night because this is what we do. After the fact, we talk up, you know, all the stuff that we need to talk up. And then the last 15 minutes of the show, we definitely want to make sure that we engage in mindfulness because I know some people do have some sleep problems and things like that. But we, you know, we want to practice it because basically it can help with sleeping, um, distress um, um, situations and other things that's causing you for your mind to keep running and we understand that your mind will keep running because it is your mind but understand that you can slow it down when you want to because you have control of your thoughts you have control of your choices last but not least james sims how did you feel james you coming uh, I, 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 I got it now I, I have to get back to my mic it is peaceful, relaxing, and learning how to control oneself, uh, in a, uh, self, I should say. Uh, and it is very mind uh, improvement, too, as well. And people, if they learn this, it would call a lot of the anxieties to decrease when a person learns how to uh, allow themselves to relax. Uh, and I thank you for allowing us to have the opportunity. Thank you. 
Yes, definitely. And always remember that this is your opportunity to take charge of your being. The one thing that I saw, um, and I have to say for me personally, that I was doing a lot, but I never took care of self. I was always giving to people, but nobody gave what I gave back to me. So the one thing I had to do was try to put myself and assess that if anything that I give out, what is my return? How many of us go to the bank and we put money in there and then you have people ask you for money, but they never return it? Not a good feeling, is it? So return on your value. And um, I talked about this on another um, podcast was about your mental real estate. And that's your mind. You should be valuing, value, valuing your mind. Your mind is a terrible thing to waste and it's been on all channels and things like that. So we need to be mindful of how we treat our mind. So let's put positive thoughts in our mind and always remember to start erasing the negative as we continue on. We're talking about the problems of young people. Are you part of the solution? And understand they, um, our special guests talked about their solutions. I want to thank Iana, Ortega, and Keish for being special guests. And if you like them, definitely like, subscribe, and share. If you want to watch the remix of this, you can go to www.therise.live. It will be on this Sunday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. And our topic for next week, which we will have the same three guests. And if any of your friends want to come on, definitely look like we have about three more spots left. We want to fill up these co-hosts and speakers so we can start speaking out about these things because our young people have a voice. And that's one thing that God led on my heart to say, what about the young people? I'm getting older. What are those people that's going to lead on with this speaking out and this speaking out engagement to let them know that they have a voice too as well? So I'm glad that was a revelation for me and understand that you guys have voices too. You have experiences too that we need to understand too as well. So I'd like to thank you guys all at once again and we'll be back on because we'll be talking about my feelings are valid. And the one thing you're going to find out is about feelings so tell a friend tell a foe and definitely all of who listening right now thank you for joining in we've had about 20 or 25 people come in but it's been consistent so definitely um tell your friends about this program we're going to have our speak out at least once a month so i'm hoping that these um these young people can come back and have conversation um, at least once a month so we can um, bring them back on so definitely tune in we don't know just yet i have to talk to them first and hopefully it'll be you know a one good tuesday that they can all get together and we can um, definitely decipher some topics so we can get a lot of young people in here so we can start having dialogue that you guys don't want to have because you're on social media <laughs> so i thank you for your time any parting words before you leave today kiasia um, Ortega, and iana any words of wisdom I would say to stay positive and be your keep being yourself and don't let anyone tell you anything different. Thank you. Ortega? Don't be afraid to speak out. I like that. Don't be afraid to speak out and speak up. Don't be afraid. And let me be honest with you because um, I have to be real. Let's just keep it real. I want to say this about something. Just because you speak out doesn't mean you are not heard. Because sometimes you speak out in a, probably in a negative tone, 
that your parent may not be able to receive because they don't know the genuineness and the authenticity that you're trying to portray to them, and they'll probably try to think you're being smart. So sometimes speaking out does not mean you tell your parent what to do. So let's get that, let's get it kind of cleaned up right. But speaking out being that you are, you still have a voice, and sometimes you need to speak out and say it in a tone, in a communication tone or a dialogue tone, so you won't be angry. That's why we want to talk about, are my feelings valid? Iana? Words of wisdom, Iana? Hello? Okay, there you go. Okay. I just want to say, nobody could be a better you than you. Be the best you you could ever be. You heard it from her. And any last words from you, James Sims? Words of wisdom. Yeah, I really appreciate the young people. And I just pray and hope that uh, those that want to seek more peace or perfect peace is in God. So that's, that's the only perfect peace. So make sure that you surrender to his will. Uh, that's it, and I appreciate y'all again, and I love you guys. I, I had met, uh, what is his name, Classic Man? Ortega. Ortega. I haven't met him, but uh, I, I really appreciate his intake and all his views that he said. I appreciate you. Thank you. Definitely want to thank everyone that's listening um, and um, just being here because this is an important time where we need to be talking and having this conversation. The conversation that you probably can't have with your parent, but being able to just talk about it amongst people that are like-minded and doing things as such as you are. So one thing is, like we said before we leave, tell a friend, tell a foe, tell your spouse. Heck, tell everyone. We'll see you next Tuesday. But guess what? Tune in tomorrow on Wednesday, Facebook Live, where we'll be having Transformation Wednesday. We have somebody from The Biggest Loser. Yes, a celebrity. Robert Richardson, he's all the way in Louisiana. He's a certified personal trainer who has lost well over 180 plus pounds. Um, and he was on The Biggest Loser where it was a weight loss program and things like that. So we want to make sure that we know what we're doing, especially with our weight, with our health, and our spirituality too as well. We want to make sure that we have high marks in both all three areas. That's your spiritual health, your mental health, and also your physical health. So we can move forward to our adulting. As I say, tell a friend, tell a folk, tell your spouse, tell everyone. If you want to go see the retake of this, that's www.therise.live and that's www.therise .live, L -I -V -E. I know you want to have .com, but .live means that if you rise, you live. Definitely. Come on, and as we go out, we go ahead and take you out, okay? Have a good night, and have a great rest.
Good night.